do your homework and have a lot of conversations with different people. So part of the homework is probably listening to these podcasts and getting different uh, perspectives on it. I remember talking to so many different people when I was considering going into the program. And one conversation really stands out in my mind with a friend's father. And he told me, what's the worst that can happen? It's funny, he was also a Dale Carnegie trainer. So that's a big principle taken from there. But what's the worst that can happen? So in my mind, the worst that would happen is I came up with a great experience, a lot of learnings. And what's wrong with that? Nothing. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Thank you so much for listening to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. I have Jacqueline Bean on our podcast today. Jacqueline is a young leader has and just in, you know, the last 8 years has literally run up the PepsiCo chain of command and uh and taken on more and more and more responsibility and in this in this podcast she's going to describe the different roles she's had in sales in service, taking different types of roles to learn and develop her career, to be a district manager. And just recently, she's she's become the general manager. So she's running of St. John's for PepsiCo. So she's running the food, the beverage for all of St. John's, a multi-million dollar opportunity. And I know you're not supposed to say people's ages, but, but you know, late 20s, early 30s, just uh, incredible, uh, you know, development and Really, really wise young young lady. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of really great lessons for our young leaders, and again, a real connection for for something that's really possible as a as a leader um, about you know what 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 do I want in my career and what what could I accomplish and and looking at an enormous you know one of the largest and most successful companies in the world and what it's like to work there. So I know you're going to love this podcast, and thank you for tuning in. And again, I, I, uh, we are looking for amazing young leaders like Jacqueline. So if you know amazing young leaders, please send them to us. Uh, if you are somebody who are interested in really developing as an amazing leader, please send me an email at chris at leaderspodcast.ca or go to leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. Thanks so much. And again, thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Jacqueline, thank you very much for joining us on the Leaders of Today podcast. Thanks, Chris. It's nice to talk to you again. Nice to see you. It's been a while. It totally is. Absolutely. It's been too long. So uh, so tell me what you were like before our program. Um, I'd say before the program, a lot of my underlying characteristics were very similar to what they are now. I'm independent, hardworking. I was involved in everything. So I had, I think, three different jobs when I was in high school and I was involved in all of the different clubs and uh, social aspects of school. So a lot of that stuff was uh, very similar for me at that point. But what I would say is that uh, program, the Student Works program came along right at the right time for me because I was in a stage of transition. Right. So 
I had just changed, changed universities and changed programs and was getting ready to go on a new direction in my life and, and career and schooling. So this really came at the right time for me to kind of set me off in the right direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, no, it's funny. I still remember our first, uh, the first time I met in our interview at Dow. So I remember, I remember that. Yeah. But what was your, uh, your biggest frustration as a teenager, you know, before you got started in, in your business? Ooh, there, there's always so many frustrations as a teenager, I think. <laughs> um, I, for me, I was, like I said, I was involved in a whole lot of different activities and clubs and programs. So I think for me, it was just trying to figure out who I was and what I wanted to do. So I was trying on so many different hats, if you will, and trying to see what fit and what felt right for me. So right. I think that was a big frustration for me. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. And, and so what do you still rely on from the program? <laughs> Everything. Mm-hmm. Everything comes back to the program, to be honest. Um, the biggest one overall, and I can talk about a couple of ones, but the biggest one overall for me, I'd say was confidence. Right. Um, coming in and at 19 years old, not knowing where I wanted to go with my life or what kind of a career I wanted and being able to run a $70,000, $80,000 business, um, hire all my employees, book all of the selling jobs and the production myself and running the crews. Like that was a huge accomplishment. And it gave me a lot of confidence that I, if I can do that at 19, there's nothing holding me back. I can do whatever I choose to do. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'll, I'll mention, it, it's a saying that I remember from the program that I took a lot away from. It's get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's really hard to kind of step out of your comfort zone. And and one of the things, getting leads in marketing, that'll that'll do that for you. But once you get comfortable with it and you know that that's a normal feeling to, to grow on further in your career, that's something that you can always come back to and, and rely on. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and um, you know, for me as well, like I, I pulled up your, your LinkedIn um, here and I'm looking and it just seems like um, you've been continued to just really comfortable with being uncomfortable because, you know, um, you know, I'd love you to sort of walk through all the different roles that you've had um, since leaving, um, you know, and, and graduating from Dow and, and, and just, you know, churning up the, the, the levels of, of, of PepsiCo, one of the, you know, world's, world's mm-hmm. really great, great organizations. So why don't you, why don't you walk us through that? Sure. Before I do that though, I need to, I need to tell you a story about oh, running cool. my business. Uh, I was, I got a lead in Halifax um, and I went to do this estimate. And one of the things that you're supposed to do is, uh, is find something genuinely interesting about the other person and ask them yeah. questions and, and whatnot. So I was talking to this gentleman and doing his estimate and I found out that he's the vice president of Pepsi. And I thought, okay. and I thought, uh, oh, that's really interesting. So I was asking him about his job and, and whatnot. And I didn't think anything of it. Um, just thought it sounded like a cool place to work. Right. Um, I didn't book the job. <laughs> so I, I never thought about it again. And then about four years later, when I was graduating university, all of the different companies were coming along and uh, trying to recruit you out of university. And PepsiCo was one of them. And right. it's been pretty interesting again. I didn't really make a connection or anything like that. Um, so I went through their their meetings and their interview process and there's two or three or four different interviews. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden I got to my final interview 
And who do you think was sitting across the table from me? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I didn't, it's one of those things. I didn't get the job. So do you bring it up? Do you not bring it up? But it, I got the job. So it worked out well. Oh, good. good. Did you bring it up? I did. Yeah. We All had right. a good laugh about it. So. Yeah. Isn't that great? Isn't that yeah. great? Wow. That's, that's cool. And you know, it is, it is funny because one thing that will so regularly happen is our operators will be offered jobs and hey, when you graduate, come back and see me and people yeah. get their cards and no, no, I'd love to, you know, and I know when I, when I graduated, um, I saw, you know, two or three customers who, you know, wanted to meet with me about, you know, coming and joining their firm. Uh, yeah. I decided to stay on with our firm instead, but, but, um, you know, it, it was, and it was really, it was really great to sort of be recognized and identified and no kidding why we were or why you were just because again, doing what you're doing, going out and yeah. creating business and employing people and selling people and developing the skills that you're developing. No, yeah. no kidding. They're very unique. Yeah, exactly. It's one of the best things about going through the program is the network that you build, whether it's different operators or different mentors and even the different customers. Like I, like we just talked about, it can have a huge impact on you later on. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Wow. Wow. That's so cool. Thanks for sharing that story with our... No worries. Yeah. Um, so then I got a job at Pepsi and that started my my career. I've had kind of a, a traditional um, trajectory through my career, I guess. Um, I started off as a sales rep and I learned a lot of great selling experiences. It was it's a little bit different when I was selling with Pepsi because you've got an ongoing sales relationship. Whereas with retail in general or student works, you kind of sell to one customer, you produce it and then you're done. Yes, and then all yes. of a sudden I went over to Pepsi and I've got a two year long relationship with these customers. So right. it was a very different experience, but I, I learned a lot and I really appreciated that. And what was what's what's the key to doing that role well just for our young leaders? Because a lot of times, a lot of times they may be looking as well uh, about joining an organization like Pepsi and into that type of role. So what's the key to doing well in that relationship uh, type of business? Well, it's like you said, uh, a lot of like we just talked about, relationships are everything, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to build an ongoing relationship with them, and you a lot of. You have to learn how different people want to be sold to as well. Some people right. want you to talk about their family and their right. outside life. Other people just want to talk business and that's it. So you kind right. of have to um, get a feel for those different experiences. And if you're talking to the same person over and over, then you get to know that how they like to talk. Right. And what they're interested in. Because, exactly. yeah, because sometimes sometimes it's like, no, I don't I don't have time. I just I just need to get this going. Right. Yeah. You get to learn their style. That's a better word. Style. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Well, then. It, so I, I can see as well that you made real, real progress in your business uh, in the in the, the 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 metrics. Yeah, definitely. The metrics were great. Um, and uh, trying to push our sales in the I. I worked in St. John at that point in time. So trying to push our, our sales and uh, displays and stuff like that uh, in that area. Right. Um, after that, I, I got my first promotion and I got to go to another branch and I was a service manager. So there I, I went and I was responsible for all of the drivers and merchandisers. So making sure our product got to the stores and set up properly. Okay. It was a very different experience for me because all of a sudden I'm managing men who are 40 years into their career. They've been doing their job much longer than I've been alive. So that was another 
very new experience uh, for me as well. What worked about that? What didn't work about that? What did you learn about about that type of uh, situation? And, and again, because our young leaders will find themselves in that situation where literally, again, they're younger than people they're 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 managing. Yeah. Uh, another. I'll go back to student works then. Another yeah. great learning point that I took away was uh, don't assume you know everything. Yeah. Right. There's yeah. in the painting world. There's a lot of learning that you can get from. Uh, different managers and mentors and whatnot, but it's the same thing for managing my drivers as well. Mm-hmm. They've been doing their job for 40 years. They have a pretty good idea of what they're doing and yeah. they can teach me a lot too. So absolutely, yeah. for me, a, a good thing going in was to go in with an open mind and, and learn from them. Mm-hmm. No, that's actually a great thing rather than, oh, okay, I'm the leader I have to have all the answers. No, no not at all. And there's there's yeah. no way you could in that situation. So yeah. so again, going in is oh great, thanks for oh thanks for pointing that out. And what am what am I not getting? You know, oh great, you know what's happening here. You know, yeah. um, and then hopefully as your relationship develops, you'll be able to show them a few things and help them learn and expand their skills as well. And it can be a mutually beneficial relationship. Yeah, and certainly one of the advantages as a leader is you're dealing with maybe, you know, I, I read it's like 19 associates. So it's like you're dealing with 19 different people. So it's like you're actually able to learn from other people and maybe they're doing some parts of their job better. So you're able to share, hey, by the yeah. way, this is what I'm seeing, you know, and oh, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. In, back in the student works world, I remember calling that drafting. We draft right. off of yes. each other. Yeah. Yes. Learn, learn from each other. Yeah. yeah well, best practices. Yeah. One of the other things actually I thought that would be interesting just because I just noticed this, Jacqueline, is you had the opportunity to work with some associates that were union and some associates that weren't union. So what, what has that experience been like and the differences there? Um, so for the union, the big thing is that they have, they have their union agreement, right? So right. you have to you just need to know what their agreement says and refer back to it. And it pretty, it makes it quite easy to be honest because it lays out exactly what they're entitled to as far as time off or sick leave or um, different processes. It's almost like having a little uh, systems book, right? Okay. Okay. So in a sense, that's almost easier. Okay. 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 Um, Yeah. And then as far as, non-unionized employees you still you almost want to have an unwritten process book so that you treat everybody similarly right um so in a sense they're not that much different okay 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 great great yeah no and and i think i think it also speaks to and it doesn't surprise me in a healthy company like pepsi it's not that much different where, and I think maybe less healthy companies, you know, it's a lot yeah. different, you know, exactly. where, exactly. You, know, it, you know, you just want to have everyone happy and everything working. And so that there's not a big, there's not a big difference. So, yeah. um, so yeah, there's definitely a huge difference in how you approach situations in a small startup versus in a mature company like PepsiCo. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's great. So yeah, after I, I'll, I'll just continue on my Please. career path with you. Absolutely. Uh, after I worked with the drivers, I then moved on and uh, I did a few temporary assignments that they gave me. And then I also um, went and I switched to a different division of the company. So PepsiCo is broken down between beverages and foods. So right. Pepsi 
bottles pop yeah. um, and then the foods would be chips like Lay's and Doritos and Tostitos and stuff like that right. so I switched over and started managing uh, the drivers and sales reps on that side and leading the sales team there right so that was that was an interesting thing it was learning how to go to a different a different side of the business and learning how to uh, sell different products and their different displays that they look for and and making that transition. It was definitely a lot of similarities, but there's a lot of differences as well. Right. Oh, that's great. That's great. And so when you talk about a temporary development assignment, what does that mean? And what's what, what, what did you learn in those types of roles? Yeah. So I kind of skipped over that a little bit, but a, yeah. a temporary development assignment, it's, it's, um, when in my situation, there was a job opening uh, and I went in and I filled that role temporarily. So it gave me the opportunity to expand my skills and stretch my own reach as well. Okay. Rather, I wasn't able to take the role at that time for personal reasons. So it still gave me the opportunity to get my toes wet and get that kind of an experience as well. Okay. Okay. That's one of the, it's actually a huge benefit of working for a large company is that there's so many different roles and so many different opportunities that come around. So right. you can really expand yourself in different ways. Right. Right. Okay. No, that's, well, that's, no, that's great. So then basically for the last almost four years, you've been a district sales leader. So, so yeah. how many people would be reporting to you and, and what would your role be, et cetera? I, ooh. Can't remember exactly. I want to say there was at least 12 to 15 reps reporting into me and then a few merchandisers as well. So it was a large team to manage. Um, I was responsible for getting the displays into the stores and helping develop those sales reps so that they can develop their skills as well and managing different customer relationships. So it's one of those things where you have to leverage the people that work with you and help develop them so that they can so that they can do more as a group than you can do on your own. Yeah, 100%, because that's a lot of direct reports. Yes. You know? yeah. yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Very busy. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. And again, when it, what, it, what it says, obviously, is, is that the people are independent, the people can handle their roles. You know, that's a big reason why you can have that many direct reports. Obviously, a company like PepsiCo wouldn't allow for that many direct reports unless it was workable. Yes, exactly. And it's the same thing as uh, student works is there's a lot of systems in place and processes in place to help be able to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, no, that's great. That's great. And then and then I know um, one one exciting thing is, is that you've just been promoted, right? I have. Yes, I have. So I'm I'm getting ready to come back to work. I've been on maternity. I've had two maternity leaves back to back now. So I'm getting, ready, I'm getting ready to go back to work now and I'll be going to a new role where I'll be the full branch manager of Pepsi in St. John. Wow, that's a, that sounds like a really big role. And how, so, how many people would be reporting to you there, and how much business would you be responsible for? I believe there's about 15 employees, give or take. Okay. okay. Um, and as far as the size of the business, it, I, I haven't gotten there yet, so I don't have the full uh, not sure full around, but uh, in the millions for sure. Fantastic, fantastic. So, so that's pretty amazing at your age to be running a you know multi million dollar chunk of business. You know, isn't that fantastic? Yes. Um, 
And I know you were you were sort of uh, before the podcast got started, you were sort of saying that that it that a bunch of it feels a lot like when you were a franchisee, like you know, in terms of the the different roles. Maybe you could describe to to the leaders listening to the podcast about how you, how you see that. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of similarities. Um, in the painting world, you're responsible for sales, you're responsible for production, hiring, lead generation, and all of those yeah. different things. And in the Pepsi world, I'm responsible for delivery, uh, getting the product onto the shelves and then the displays, getting the sales reps to sell it and their professional development, right. uh, customer working with the different customers to grow their businesses as well. So there's a lot of different similarities, I would say. Hey, leaders. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Since we started this podcast, every person you've heard from has been one of the incredible alumni of the Student Works Management Program. In large part, that's how I got to meet these amazing people and participate in their development. Starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. Now back to the episode. So, you know, actually you talked about professional development. Yeah what's been possible for you with, with, with PepsiCo and, you know, what, what have you found from, you know, sort of mentors throughout the program so far? Yeah. So I, as far as Pepsi is concerned, there's a lot of different learning opportunities there. They have an online PepsiCo university, so you can take online courses through, through them and develop your different skills and, uh, and make sure you keep progressing because nobody wants to stay stagnant in their Absolutely. learning, right? Yes. Um, and personally, I also do a lot of reading and listening to audiobooks on my way to work. So I, I love uh, finding new books. If you ever have any suggestions, let me know. Well, I've got a lot of suggestions. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yes. <laughs> so yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy. Uh, happy to share. So, yeah, yeah no. And, and actually, that's something I, I, I so recommend is, is, again, listening to audiobooks. And I know I know back in the day you know, there, there used to be tape cassettes and, uh, but one of our former, uh, former really successful, um, alumni actually started a, a business called talking book world, where it was like, he, he rented, uh, these tape cassettes, um, and you could get a, get a, um, a, an account and you just go in and you'd pick up, you know, four books and then go for a week or two and then bring them back and, and just kind of flip them back and forth. I think he ended up in about 50 or so cities, um, until that technology ran out, um, yeah. you know, so so that just you know didn't work anymore. His he's actually early. Uh, he's he, his name's Richard Sibdob, and he was in the podcast uh, so far. But but again, it's just such a great idea, and again, it's taking ownership for your personal development, right? Like that's really important to be able to develop as quickly as you're developing. That's why that sort of thing happens, you know. And again, it's like here here there's this there's this Pepsi University. And I'm sure there's some people who kind of, well, maybe do the courses, 
right? And they progress at, at that rate <laughs> where yeah. there's some people who are like, again, all over it. And, oh, what else can I learn? What else can I learn? Right? Yeah, exactly. You have to take advantage of the oppor- of the resources in your available to you. Absolutely. So, so Jacqueline, what, what has been your biggest, you know, failures or mistakes and, and how did you learn from those? Ooh, there's so many mistakes and failures out there. <laughs> One of the things that I've learned through the years and through my experience is um, my biggest learnings come through my failures. And so I, I, there's an expression and you'll have to help me with it, Chris. It's fail fast, fail often, or and fail uh, forward. Fail forward. Exactly. So that's, right. that's one of the things that I, again, took away from student works is it's okay to fail. Um, you need to do that once in a while to, to learn. Uh, and I found that student works really provided the safe space to do that and to learn how to do that properly. I think one of the biggest learnings I've had or mistakes that I've had over the years is hiring the wrong people. Yeah. Um, and not having, not having the right people in place. Mm-hmm. And then also in the same breath, not dealing with performance issues soon enough. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's one thing that you, mm-hmm. you got to practice on. And, um, and I've learned through my experiences, like I said, that you really have to get on it sooner than later. And I've learned that many times throughout my career with, and with student works and afterwards. Yeah, no. And I think, I think, um, you know, it's one of those things I, I, I always believe like that people come from two spaces, you know, one yeah. is, Hey, I'm really assertive and aggressive as a leader and I'm holding people really accountable. And sometimes then I can actually be too aggressive and too assertive. And maybe that can impact the motivation of the staff and the enrollment and engagement of staff, or I can be on the other side and I can be cons- overly concerned with enrollment, engagement, and and encouragement, and thus I don't, you know, hold on, you know, that's not okay. And so, so really, you know, um, I've continued. I, I I've been definitely on that side of the fence, you know, and uh, but just gotten better and better at hold on. I can be encouraging and rolling at the same time as pointing out, no, that won't that won't settle. No, you know, we, we need to be on time or we need to do this or we need that without, you know, in my without and getting better and better out without uh, calling somebody on the performance without impacting the relationship, without impacting the performance. It's it, it, and actually you can stand up, you know, one one great one great thing to sort of say is is, is hey, I just know you're capable of more. And people respond so often to that. And it's just so true, too, because sometimes these things are just like, oh, come on. I just know you're capable of more. Right. Yeah, you know, exactly. You got time. You can do this. Like, like you know, you're, yeah. you're right, Jacqueline. I totally can. You know, yeah, so. you're right. Those are those are easier, easier said than done a lot of the time. But it, with practice and, and trying it, especially through the program, it, it yeah. really has come more naturally. Yeah, no, for sure. And it 100% it is easier said than done, right? It's it, yes, absolutely. And that's, and that's why, again, you know, it's kind of um, leadership is, is we can read all the books we want and I've got a bunch and I can, I'll recommend them to you, but ultimately <laughs> it's practice, right? And that's why, that's why the student works management program is so great just because you're practicing way earlier and yeah, then people exactly. find themselves, you know, way ahead later on in their careers, you know, so exactly. So if someone was considering venturing out into the entrepreneurial world, you know, um, uh, and I know, I guess you're working with PepsiCo, so it's not what you did, did 
uh, specifically, but I know you did earlier in your career, what advice would you give them? I'd say to do your homework and have a lot of conversations with different people. Um, so part of the homework is probably listening to these podcasts and getting different uh, perspectives on it. Uh, I remember I remember talking to so many different people when I was considering going into the program. Right. And one conversation really stands out in my mind with a with a friend's father, and he told me, "What's the worst that can happen?" Right. It's funny he was also a Dale Carnegie trainer, so that's a big principle yes. taken from there, but yeah. uh, what's the worst that can happen? So in my mind, the worst that would happen is I came up with a great experience, uh, a lot of learnings and, uh, and what's wrong with that? Yeah, for sure. Nothing. For sure. And by the way, for our young leaders, Dale Carnegie, a great set of books. He actually was one of the yeah. leaders of the personal development, um, uh, uh, genre, um, how to win friends and influence uh, uh, people is 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 just a classic. Our veteran program that's one of the books that we recommend reading and spend time on. I've done a number of uh, Dale Carnegie training uh, programs. Um, some of our again, some of our alumni. I've got to get one of our alumni. He's been with the program for over 25, 30 years in Ontario. So so um, they're just it's such a great it's such a great program. And that's just such a great, great thought, right? Just, oh, yeah, well, you're right. What's the worst that can happen? I'm going to get developed. I'm going to get led. So. Uh, so, yeah. We also talked about that. I remember very clearly from the program when we were trying to raise money for MS. Yeah. You just ask. Yes. You just ask for an extra ten dollars. What's the worst that'll happen? They'll say no. And then you go on and you ask the next person. Yeah, no. Well, well. By the way, Jacqueline was was in a group of people. She worked with Ahmed. I did. And and uh, Ahmed was her district manager. And Ahmed, uh, just unbelievable person. Um, and yeah. and he raised more money as a district manager with his team than anybody ever has before. And uh, so so again, you know, uh, what Jacqueline's referring to is on top of just the normal ten dollars that we build in the cost of every job, they would also ask for more money, and they raised. It was like I think it was five thousand dollars every year additionally, like uh, you know, from from every every year, and you just go, oh my gosh, it's just so amazing, and and it's remarkable. Well, he's so remarkable, you know. <laughs> yes, I'm a different person. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So, yeah. so that's great. And, and again, getting really comfortable with people saying no and being okay with it. Right. Like that's a really, that's a really big exactly. thing. Right. You know, and just not making it. That's a huge skill to have, um, being able to take a no, um, mm-hmm. and be okay with it. you getting, getting that from knocking door to door and getting your, your leads. Mm-hmm. That's a huge skill that will come back and benefit you in tenfold later on in life. Yes. And having that confidence to be able to do that. Yeah. And just, and again, it's just like, okay, I just asked for something. I don't have it now. I've asked for it. Um, uh, if they say yes, then I get it. If they say no, then I was really where I was. I didn't have it. So, so it's, and it's not making it mean anything that someone said, no, it's okay. You know, and it's, yeah. but it takes such training because um, we as humans don't like to be disappointed, right? We don't like people saying no to us, right? And and so it's just practice, 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 so that it's like, oh, okay, great, I, I can do this. And it really, again, like you said, it really is kind of a superpower to be able to do that, right? It really is, and it just it really sets your life up so much more, so much more powerfully. And again, 
not just in running your own business, but in all leadership roles and all, all sorts of roles, it, it's really powerful. Definitely. It's one of those transferable skills that you can that you can move on. Absolutely. So as you went from being a university student to, you know, a, a value creator in the, in, the, in the world, what did you need to change about yourself? For me, it was creating a lot more discipline in my life mm-hmm. uh, and finding the things that I really wanted to focus on. So I had gone from uh, being in all of the different programs, like I had mentioned before, and being every which way, and then really disciplining myself and finding different things to focus on. So for me lately, that's obviously been my career and family um, and, and going on from there. Awesome. Awesome. And so if someone wanted to do what you do, what key habits would they have to steal from you, Jacqueline? Hmm. Um, I'd say in the same breath of that, finding discipline and focus, I'd say you have to know what your big priorities are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and focus on those. Um, do you know the rock analogy, Chris, where you have a vase and you fill it with the big rocks uh, and then you can put all of the, you can fill sand in around that. You think your vase is full with the big rocks, but then all of a sudden you've got space and you can put the sand in. And then you think your vase is full and all of a sudden you can put water in on top of that. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing that I've been really trying to uh, to improve or develop and create that as a big habit of my own is just finding my main priorities and letting all of the other clutter fill around that. That's fantastic. And and just, uh, just for our leaders, um, that is from Stephen Covey, seven habits of highly effective people. And so um, Stephen used to sort of take a big, big vase and sort of, you know, have a bunch of things and say, you know, how do you how do you manage this? And it was like, okay, let's put some big rocks in. And those are, you know, again, you know, my family, my career, my workouts, my, you know, the different things that matter, my spirituality, whatever it is. And then it's like, okay, um, then, oh, what can I do? Wow, I can put some smaller rocks in and around them. And then, wow, I can fit pebbles in. And then, like you said, I can fit sand in and I can throw water in it. And it's, and it's yeah. like, Wow, I can really, really build um, a, a, a day or a week um, with just a powerfully aligned um, life, and you know, I, I just love that concept. I, I know, I know, he was a leading thought maker um, through the '80s and '90s, and and you know, he's passed on a number of years ago. So, so um, it really is a is a great way. To, to, to think about it. I know we do a lot of work in time management at the Student Works Management Program, as you, as you know, and you get better and better the more practice you have. And again, prioritizing. But yeah, like, and, and I think that was always something that you were, you know, really strong in, right? And, and, and again, then it just becomes like, one of the other things is, you know, compare and contrast what it was like um, you know, when you were in university and again, you were in a tough school and tough program. And then with this versus now, with, you know, two, uh, you know, husband and wife, two big jobs, kids, how, 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 how do you compare and contrast that? Well, it's, it's interesting when we were in the program, I, I remember you guys saying, do you think life is going to get easier or busier than it is right now? And knowing that life is get, does get busier and only yeah. gets busier from there. So um, the prioritization and finding my big priorities has definitely, uh, 
been a big priority, if you will, <laughs> um, uh, just to be able to manage the day to day and yeah. still still accomplish things and, and move your career forward and your your life forward. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and again, just, you know, again, all of a sudden, again, working with your partner, working with your husband and, and okay, how are we going to, how are we going to plan this and how are we going to organize this and sharing roles and okay. And all these different types of things are again, like we like to say is, do you think it's going to get harder or easier? And a lot of times, you know, we think when we're 19, it's like, oh, how could it get busier? And then of course, yeah. It gets way busier, but yeah. we're also just way more capable, right? Yeah. So you're way more capable. You're, you're, you know, and again, you develop these habits and these disciplines that you can build on. So. Yeah. And I remember doing the district manager recruiting um, presentations and talking to different students about transferable skills. Right. Um, and, and talking about time management specifically. Like, who do you think, what careers would need the time management skills of doctors, lawyers, stay-at-home parents, or or business executives? Everybody yeah. uses them. So you come out of the stump, yes. uh, student works program with so many different uh, transferable skills, and time management is just one of them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it's a huge yeah. one, though. It really it really is, right? And it's it really is kind of, a again, a, um, a, a real secret strategy that a lot of people, you know, don't really think about. But, you know, again, it's kind of like the old, look what Bill Gates has done in his, I don't know, 60, 62 years. I can't remember exactly how old it is, but a whole lot more than me. Um, but but you just go, and he's got That's the same exactly. 24 hours a day. That's exactly what I was going to say. We all have the so same amount of time in a day. Like, yeah, just just you know, and again, and, and obviously, there's there's lots of things going on in that, and 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 it's and I I only say it as a way of inspiration, not as a way of oh look you know look what's wrong. No, it's just like wow, is that ever great? And it does happen because of great time management, great prioritization, you know, great focus, you know that that you can you can go and uh, and and build a really great career and a really great great life. So. Um, no, that's awesome. So, so, so Jacqueline, the final question, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind? Oof. Leader of tomorrow, I would say, uh, needs to be multifaceted. Mm. The, the world is changing so quickly right now with all of the different technologies and, and social media. We talked about social media before we started the podcast and yeah, things are changing so quickly that aren't. Future leaders need to be multifaceted. They need to have empathy. They need to have social skills. They need to have, um, I'd say the biggest one is that they need to be able to thrive through change. Right. And just because something's been some one way forever doesn't mean it needs to stay that way going forward either. So yeah. just being able to navigate the different changes and, and social skills that you need, I, I see that as being what our future leaders need. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. One of the biggest things that is an ongoing um, word in big organizations like PepsiCo is change because just, you know, PepsiCo has been so powerfully successful for so long. And the only way they can is by continuing to literally transform their business every day. Right. And they have to change it and they have to change it and they have to change it. And, 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 you know, they can't stand still. You know, or they're going to get eaten. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole world around us is changing even faster. Yeah. 
in retail in general, I've, I've been with the company for about six years now, I want to say. So it's changed completely since I started to where I am now, yeah. um, the industry around us. Um, I don't know, like, for example, I don't know, Chris, if you've heard about Amazon and the new Amazon's no checkout store that they're yes. having. Like, if that, if things like that uh, go through, um, that'll completely change our our retail world. So I guess to elaborate on that, Amazon has a trial store in Seattle, I want to say, where they've got no cashiers at all. You just go in and you pick up your items and then you walk out with them and then you're supposed to be automatically charged for it through your an app on your phone. It's yes. unreal how that'll affect the world. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And and again, so so there there are people in organizations who resist these things. And instead of Wow, is that ever neat? And wow, what? How could that benefit us? Because, because you know, and, and again, I think this is an advantage, by the way, that young people have, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, you know, and and it's really, it's, it, this isn't something that really is going to challenge um, our young leaders listening, but in a number of decades, it will then, because yes. because you know, you need to have the mindset now that change is good and always maintain it. So that again, you're in your fifties, you're in your sixties, and you're like, "What's next?" And oh, isn't that great? Because because again, that's what we have to expect: is constant change, constant progress, and um, and always be, you know, again, learning new things, you know, and you know, kind of uh, you know, sitting still is, you know, again, I know for I don't know, like not a not a good business strategy, right? That, that, that's not going to work. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Oh, well, well, Jacqueline, thank you so much. I really appreciate you making time and congratulations on your promotion. That's so awesome. I'm not surprised at all thank you know, you, that you've done so incredibly well. Thank you. Okay. Cheers. Talk, talk to you soon. Hey, leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.